people who are biting their fingers in fear. Changing is not easy, but changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself. Yeah. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. It's an experience. This is the Kairos Moment with Pastor Jack on Active FM. Greetings, greetings, everybody. This is Active FM, and this is the Kairos Moment, a program meant to bring inspiration in your life and encourage you in whatever situation you might be in. Um, my name is Jack Chirwa. I'm the pastor of the Full Gospel Church in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. And um, it's an honor and a privilege once again to be on this platform. And I hope that my few words of inspiration are going to really inspire you today. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been teaching our church um, on miracles and the possibility of miracles and the fact that when we read the Bible, we read the Word of God, um, we find that the Bible is a book of miracles right from the Old Testament right through into the New Testament. And so many miracles recorded in the Word of God um, but those miracles were not just for that time. Um, even in today's dispensation, I still believe that God does miracles. Um, Jesus did many miracles. The one first miracle in the book of John that he performed was when he turned water into wine, a real miracle that happened at the time. And the Bible says that that miracle revealed God's glory. That miracle revealed the glory of God. And um, many believed in Jesus. His disciples believed in Jesus as a result of that miracle. So I firmly believe God still does miracles. And one of the reasons why he does miracles is so that his name can be glorified. Um, and that glory may fill the earth and glory may fill the nations of the world as a result of the miracles that he does. And whether or not you believe in miracles is really a debate for another day. But what is important is in life, sometimes you get to a place where you desperately need a miracle because your human effort uh, cannot fix the problem. Uh, maybe doctors have reached a dead end and you've heard stories of people only given three months to live, six months to live. Uh, maybe your financial, sh financial situation is so dire and desperate that there's nothing more you can do. Um, I'm here to inspire you, to encourage you to trust God for a miracle because God is still in the miracle business. Um, we're going to start off by uh, opening in prayer and then I'm going to get on and just share my personal experiences of some of the miracles that, uh, that my family and I have experienced in this life. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just want to thank you for this opportunity that you've given me to just come and bring a word of inspiration, a word of encouragement to somebody that might be listening right now. Thank you, Father God, that you are a God of miracles. Thank you, Lord, that when we trust you and when we step out in faith, you are able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what we can ever think or imagine. And so, Father, I pray for every person listening, any person out there trusting you for a miracle. I pray that you will do a miracle in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, like I said, you know, I firmly believe that God is a God of miracles because uh, we've seen God uh, do some miracles in our lives. Um, and I, I want to be very practical as I talk about this. Um, I want to use this opportunity to just share personal testimonies of what I saw God do. So it was the year 2003, August 2003, when my wife and I got married. Uh, and um, and we were not married for long when we started trying to have a baby, to have a child, as is the dream of any married couple. Uh, as you might know, it doesn't matter which country you come from, but when people get married, uh, majority of them are looking forward to uh, build a family. And so we were not a, a, an exception. We were hoping and trusting that we can start a family. Um, but those hopes were shattered uh, because my wife had two miscarriages. And, and um, you know, um, eventually when we went for a checkup, uh, we went to see a gynecologist who was one of the best in the city that we lived at the time. Um, and many people referred him to us and said that, uh, you know, my wife needed to go and see him. So we went to see this gynecologist. Uh, my wife had just had the second miscarriage. And um, and uh, whilst in hospital, this gynecologist did all the tests and the scans and eventually uh, came with a report. Um, I remember sitting in the in the waiting room and um, the one of the nurses came over to call me and uh, said to me that the doctor needed to speak to me. Uh, regarding my my wife's condition, so I walk walked to the ward and I stood next to my wife on the bed, and um, the doctor was standing on the other side. He then said to both of us that the scan had revealed an, an ovarian cyst um, in my wife's ovaries, and therefore, as a result of that, it was almost impossible uh, for her to ever conceive and to carry a full term pregnancy. Um, that was the worst news we could ever receive. A young couple that had just been married, a couple that was looking forward to start a family, a couple that was looking forward to, you know, uh, build a family together. And we were being given this news. So I said to the doctor, what are the options? And then the doctor said to me, well, you know, the only one option is for your wife to undergo special surgery. Uh, because that ovarian cyst needs to be removed through surgery. And um, if she doesn't undergo the operation, um, then uh, there's nothing we can do for her, and she'll most probably never be able to carry a full-term pregnancy and have children. Uh, my wife and I looked at each other, and I, I was given a form that I needed to fill in, a uh, consent form for the surgery. Um, but in my in my heart, in my spirit, I didn't feel that we needed to rush into uh, going for this uh, operation, this surgery. And so instead of accepting the, the form, I, I, I refused. I said to the doctor, I, I would, uh, my wife and I would appreciate it um, if uh, would, we would appreciate it if you allow us to go for a second opinion um, before we can make an informed decision. So we respect the results of your, of your, scans and reports, uh, but we would like to go for a second opinion. And therefore what happened was uh, we were released from hospital. Uh, we went home. Both of us were broken and shattered. 
It felt like our world had come to an end. It felt like our dreams had just been shattered and all our hopes had come to a standstill. Um, my wife and I had only one option at the time, and that was to pray and to seek the face of God. Um, and, and, and so we started to pray and we started to pray and to stand on the word of God. And remember God laying on my heart the scripture that says, if, if any one of you shall speak to this mountain, I think it's Mark chapter 11, if any one of you shall speak to this mountain to be removed and to thrown into the sea, it shall be done for them if they do not doubt. And so, and so we stood on that word. I spoke to that ovarian cyst that I couldn't see, but according to the report, there was some ovarian cyst attached to the ovaries. So I spoke to that ovarian cyst and I commanded that ovarian cyst to be removed and to be thrown into the sea. And we agreed together with my wife and we prayed and trusted God for healing. We trusted God for a miracle. A few days later after that, uh, my wife's brother, who happens to be a medical doctor in another city, um, he then asked for me to send my wife through to the hospital where he worked uh, so that they could run their own tests there. And so a few days later, my wife was on her way. Uh, she went over to the city where the brother lived and went to the hospital where he worked and tests were run, scans were done, x-rays were done, and the results came out. And when the results came out, there was no ovarian cyst. There was no growth. Um, so they ran the second time, they ran the tests, and again, the second time, the tests came out clear. Uh, the tests came out negative. There was no growth. There was no ovarian cyst. So at the end of the day, God, we believe, did a miracle. God did a miracle because he's a God of miracles. Now, obviously, we were still hoping and trusting that we, we can have children. Um, I think it was about a year or two after that that we tried again. And uh, in, in 2006, God was gracious to us. My wife conceived again. And uh, when she conceived again, uh, she had a few threatened miscarriages. But we continue trust. We continue trusting on the word, on on the Lord, and standing on His word. We continued believing that she was healed and that she was going to carry full term pregnancy without the, any operation, because we believed that she was already healed, and that the growth had disappeared. God had removed it. We believed that, and so, and so, um, one morning, I think it was two o'clock in the morning. I remember my wife waking me up and, and when I woke up, I saw that she was crying and she was really shattered and, and full of fear. And uh, she said to me, she said to me, you know, I, I think that I'm going to lose this baby. And so I said, why do you say that? So she said to me, well, I just had a dream that I had a miscarriage. So I said to her, no, I don't believe that. You know, I believe that God has... Going, is going to bless us with the child, with the baby, and you are not going to have a miscarriage. So we spent some time in prayer that morning, and uh, she went back to sleep, but I couldn't sleep. I went to the lounge, and I continued to spend further time in prayer. And as I prayed, I still remember that day, as I prayed, um, the Holy Spirit placed in my heart the name of the child, the the, the name of the child, the the name we were going to give the child that was going to be born. Uh, my wife was only about three months pregnant. 
And um, at that point, God dropped a name in my spirit. And that name was Zoe. That name was Zoe. Now, Zoe in the original Greek uh, stand, means the God kind of life. That's what it means. And so I was very excited when God gave me the name of the baby. And so I, I, I you know, in the morning couldn't wait to tell my wife. And I say to her, um, you know, God gave us the name of the baby. And the name of this baby is going to be called Zoe, the God kind of life. And so we were both excited about it. But I think then my wife was a bit confused because um, we, we, we learned, we had learned that the name Zoe is mostly a female name given to baby girls. So she said to me, what if the baby is a boy? So I said, well, I don't know. Um, whatever the sex of the baby is going to be, I don't care. What I care about is that we obey God by giving the name of the baby Zoe. In fact, we decided to begin to call that name uh, Zoe before the baby was born. So we started to have conversations with Zoe. When Zoe was still in the womb, we would uh, speak life to Zoe. We would prophesy to Zoe. Uh, we would declare certain things and confess the word of God over Zoe when Zoe was still in the womb. Um, and so because we believed that the more we spoke to Zoe, the more we declared life over Zoe, the more Zoe was going to respond and, and be full of life. And so um, eventually time came uh, for my wife to give birth. And, um, and, and, and so we, at that time, uh, were living in Durban. And, um, and so we went to a hospital in Marion Hill, which was a Catholic hospital at the time. And um, so cut a long story short, uh, the time came for Zoe to be born. And um, eventually Zoe was born and it was a baby girl. Um, I want to say to you that I don't know what condition you have right now. I don't know what the doctor said to you. Um, I don't know what, who said what, um, what, what shattered your dreams, uh, what brought your hopes to a standstill. I, I, I don't know what, you, what your, your future looks like. Maybe you feel that there is no future after all because of the things that you've been through and the hurdles and the, the, the hardships that you've got, gone through and uh, there's literally no hope, humanly speaking. I want to say to you that God is a God of miracles. God can uh, turn around situations. Um, God can move uh, beyond human comprehension. Um, I, would never, I would never forget holding that little baby girl in my arms um, and, and so full of joy. Uh, just knowing that God is a faithful God and, 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 and that he had given us a promise. And when we stood in his word, he did not disappoint. Hallelujah. I want to say to you that God will not disappoint. Whatever it is you're trusting God for, whatever it is you are looking, looking for, whatever breakthrough you're trusting God for, he will not disappoint. He makes a way where there seems to be no way, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Oh, the Bible says that, you know, he moves mountains. He's able to move mountains. Uh, he's able to flatten the, the mountains and fill up the valleys. That old song um, that, that, you know, many of us sing, uh, you know, he moves mountains. Uh, he causes, causes giants to fall. Whatever the impossibility in your life, God can 
do it. God can change the situation. Hallelujah. I want to just give the second testimony um, in line with the miracles that we're talking about. Um, we had, within had the second uh, baby, my wife conceived again. Um, hallelujah. And, um, and um, again, you know, uh, she said to me, will you name the baby before the baby was born? So I started praying for the uh, name of the baby. And I started seeking the face of God and asking God to show me um, what name I would give the baby. And so um, eventually before the baby was born, God dropped a name in my spirit. In, uh, it was during the time uh, we were in the service, one of our worship services in the church. And uh, a name just dropped in my spirit. And that name was Shaddai. Shaddai. That name Shaddai is a Hebrew uh, a name word which comes from El Shaddai. Now, El is God's name, as you might know, uh, but Shaddai speaks of the nourisher, uh, you know, the provider. The, the, in fact, the old Hebrew picture of Shaddai uh, was, was known as the breasted one, um, a picture of this woman with multiple breasts, and that spoke of, that spoke of provision, that spoke, spoke of nourishment. And so, and so that was a name that God gave me to give our second born Shaddai. And um, again, um, you know, people said to me, uh, uh, close friends said to us, Shaddai sounds like a female name. What are you going to do if the baby is, is a male? I said, well, I don't know uh, whether it's a male or a female. To me, it doesn't matter. Uh, the name is going to be Shaddai because I believe that God gave us the name Shaddai. And so when time came for Shaddai to be born, um, she was also born in that same hospital where Zoe was born. Um, it was a beautiful baby girl that my, my wife gave birth to. Hallelujah. Again, I want to say to you that God is a faithful God. God is a God of miracles. God can do anything. Nothing is impossible with God. Um, two days after Shaddai came out of hospital, we noticed that her skin was turning yellow. Now, this is kind of a common condition that most babies would have. It's called jaundice. Um, so then we, because, you know, the, the, the yellowish color of the skin was getting worse, we decided we were going to take her back to the hospital uh, so that she can get checked by the doctor. When we got to the hospital, the doctor was concerned because he felt that the levels of jaundice were a bit high. Um, and so they put the little baby in the incubator. Um, uh, for for a couple of days uh, but the challenge was that in those few days the jaundice levels were not dropping the jaundice levels were going up kept on going higher and higher and that became a concern of the doctor um, and uh, the doctor then said to us that um, he's concerned because of the jaundice levels that aren't going down and if the jaundice levels don't go down um, He's afraid that even though the baby might survive, she might end up a Down syndrome baby uh, because of the levels of jaundice. Um, so that was very scary being told this uh, sad news that this is a possibility of what might happen. Um, so we again started praying and trusting God for a miracle because we knew at that point that we really need a miracle because no matter what the doctors were doing, um, the jaundice levels didn't seem to be coming down. And we needed a higher power. We needed supernatural intervention from heaven. We needed God to come through. We needed God to make a way where there seemed to be no way.
And so we started praying and trusting God for a miracle. And cut a long story short, God came through. The jaundice levels uh, uh, suddenly started coming down. And uh, eventually they came to normal levels and the baby was discharged and uh, she was fine. So we went back home. Um, but when Shaddai got to the age of one, one year, we also noticed that the baby had so many, uh, so many uh, allergies, so many allergies and, and um, whatever she ate, you know, she would react and she would have uh, a rush on her skin and she would have all kinds of uh, reactions in her body. Um, and so, and so that really concerned us, whatever soap we used uh, when bathing her in the bathroom. She also reacted. That also was a big concern to us. And we decided, man, let's try, you know, whatever medication would be available, creams and everything. Nothing worked. There was a point in life where my wife had to cook food without any spices because we were worried about the allergies of the child. Um, eventually, we got so tired of being tossed around by the enemy. Because remember the word of God says in John chapter 10 verse 10, the thief comes only to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So I believe that the enemy does all these things. And so we started to pray and trust God for a miracle. And we prayed that God would heal her. We prayed that God would remove and take away the allergies because we believed that there was nothing impossible with God. So after a couple of weeks of praying and trusting God, all of a sudden, the baby's allergies all stopped. Um, we, we, you, you can now bath Shaddai with any, you will, Shaddai can now bath with any type of soap and um, she doesn't react. She can eat any type of food and any type of spice. She doesn't react at all. Um, she recently turned 13 years old and she does not react to anything at all. We truly believe that God is a God of miracles and God healed her completely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I get so excited just talking about what God has done in our lives and the miracles he has performed. I want to share one last testimony regarding Zoe. So as Zoe began to grow up and um, we then started to introduce her to the normal milk as was the time for her to be weaned from breastfeeding. We also noticed then that the child was asthmatic and, um, um, you know, she then was allergic to normal milk. She was allergic to dairy products, uh, cakes, anything with dairy in it, uh, cakes, uh, bread, um, ice cream. And so whenever she would drink milk or whenever she would eat anything with dairy products in it, her chest would uh, get congested and tight. And when we took her to the doctor, the doctor said, no, the child is asthmatic. And um, she had a very bad cough um, that would come every now and again. Um, she ended up taking so many antibiotics as a baby growing up. Um, um, we had asthma pumps um, that we used to, give her to help her breathe when her chest would be tight. And so it went on for up to about the age of four or five. And um, she wasn't even on uh, normal milk. We had to put on soya milk, which was three times the price of normal milk. So then we started to trust God 
And we believe that God had given Zoe to us as a miracle. And we believe that it wasn't God's will uh, for Zoe to begin to struggle um, with asthma. We didn't believe that it was the will of God for Zoe to live with asthma. So we started to trust God and stand on the word of God. And um, cut a long story short, you know, that asthma just disappeared. Uh, to this day, uh, in the last few days, she's just clocked 16 years old. She's never had issues with asthma. We threw away all the pumps. She's never had issues with dairy products. She eats cake. She drinks milk. Um, anything the doctor said she can't eat, she's able to eat because we believe that God has been able to heal her and uh, and that God is a God of miracles. So I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your situation is right now. I want to just pray with you and stand with you in prayer right now and trust God for a miracle. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for that person that is listening to this program. I trust you for a miracle in that situation they're in right now. It might be their their health. I trust you for healing. It might be their financial situation. I trust you for provision. It might be whatever situation regarding any relationship in their lives. I pray that you will bring healing and reconciliation and restoration because you are a God of miracles. I pray and release the anointing of miracles right now over every person listening to the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the Active FM on the Kairos Moment. And this is Pastor Jack Chirwa. God bless you until next time. Thank you.
take 